squirrel. Fucking squirrel. Yes, this is a science fiction rating system. I just said the word squirrel fucking squirrel. And Why are you saying a weird accent? Because that's how she says it. She goes, squirrel, fucking squirrel. Where's that from like that. in the film? From Species. Oh, it's my it's God. In, the, in the garden after the, the uh, well, swimming pool. I don't remember that bit. It's possibly my favourite scene in this film. And also, <laughs> I remembered that weirdly at university, we used to say that quite a lot. Did you? When someone said, oh, are you all right? You just go, oh, squirrel, fucking squirrel, like that. I don't know why. I was, uh, I was 10 when this film came out, Alex. Yeah. How depressing. Anyway, <laughs> this is a science fiction rating system. Uh, I am the oldest person here. My name is Alex Humphrey. And I am joined by two much younger people. Uh, Sam Draper over there. Say hello. Hello. We're not that much younger. We're still no. old. Yeah, but anyway. And Chris Redding. Hey, Chris. Hello. I'm uh, pretty have young. You decided, have you decided what you're having for dinner yet? Mm, not yet. No. Okay. Well, hopefully we can talk through species and maybe you can work it out. Yeah. Um, we're doing species because oh, it's Halloween. I mean, maybe. I just thought... Yeah. It just popped in my head, this film, to be honest. I hadn't thought mm. about it for a while and it popped into my head and I thought, why the heck not? Um, it's the 1995 film directed by Roger Donaldson who directed Cocktail and Dante's Peak, <laughs> two films that no one really thinks about. Um Written by Dennis Feldman, who wrote The Golden Child. Do you remember that? No. no. It's the Eddie Murphy film. Um, and uh, the plot, in the words of Michael Madsen character Preston Lennox, is no. you've created a monster with some kind of formula you got from outer space, the damn thing got away, and now you want us to hunt it down and kill it. Yeah. And that's pretty much the plot, isn't it, of this film? Yeah, he's he's got it. He's got, he's the got model, it. He? He's got it there. Um, it's kind of famous because, uh, well, mainly because of Natasha Henstrid being topless a lot in this film, but I not think. as much as you remember. Not as much as you remember, no. But I think that's really why it did well and it was famous. But it's kind of also <laughs> famous or important, I guess, uh, because Geiger uh, created the monster for it. Hmm. Um, or was it actually Geiger? Yes. Yes. Okay. yes. Yeah. Unbelievably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you had you guys seen Species before? Did you have a relationship with Species, Sam? <laughs> <laughs> I remember we had an art teacher who had something to do with it, right? Didn't we? What? Did we? Did we? Uh, Mr. Telly, didn't he? Oh no, he he did like some installation, which was basically all about this. I don't know. And that. he was over <laughs> <laughs> that at all. Is he on a list now? <laughs> I don't think so. He was also like. He was also like some traffic announcer in Birmingham. He was a very interesting guy, lovely guy. Maybe it was Mr. Telly. Was that in high school? Yeah, in in Queen Elizabeth, art teacher. You used to love him. (laughs) That's a bit odd. Rightly so, he was a good guy. Yeah. Okay. But you you guys had seen Species before. Oh, the the young bloke. Yeah. I do remember him, yes, yes. He was a nice bloke, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, Fine. Do you remember his species installation, Sam? I don't know his installation, no. Um, I don't. Really, I, I must have seen species, but I don't really remember it. I must no. have seen it. No, I think you probably have. I was a teenage boy in the late 90s, so I've definitely seen species, surely. Indeed. Yeah. Chris, did you remember species? Yes. Yeah, uh, I remember it. I remember I used to find all the actual alien stuff quite scary. I remember that. Hmm? Um, but but yeah. you stuck around for other reasons. Stuck around for other reasons. Yeah. Um, Got the VHS, get the VHS recordings going. I didn't like horror films and I was, uh, uh, I was scared of everything. So I, I don't think it was, it wasn't worth it for me, you know, to get to those, to get to 
The important <laughs> bits? Yeah, the important bits. <laughs> For a teenage boy is what you're saying yes, here. Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, I, yeah, I'd forgotten a lot of this film. I remembered s- tiny moments and what the alien looked like. But I really had forgotten a lot. I, I, one main thing I'd forgotten was the cast, which we'll get into. But, yeah, um, me too. Alex, um, I've got a question for you about remembering it before we start. As a yeah. horror um, aficionado and stuff like that, is this a film that like is like cult in the way that these films are, or is it not no. really a... I don't think it's no. even thought of, really. It's quite... I think it's kind of not really... It's just seen as a kind of... It, I mean, ultimately, let's let's tell the truth here. It's a bit like a porn parody of Alien, isn't it? <laughs> yes. In an odd way, it's a yeah, bit like yeah. someone just went, you know what was missing from Alien? Boobs. Yeah. <laughs> and then they just made this film. It's a bit Pretty of a much. weird... It's yeah. a very weird film. Um, it is very yeah, weird. Now, I don't it think it's weird. thought of very well, uh, sadly. Right. Okay. Um, the idea for Species came when Dennis Feldman was working on an alien invasion film called Real Men. Having read an article by Arthur C. Clarke about the insurmountable odds against an extraterrestrial craft ever locating and visiting Earth, given the distances and the fact that fast and light travel is unlikely, Feldman started to think that it was an, that it was unsophisticated for an alien culture to come here in what he described as a big tin can. Thus, he considered that the possibility of extraterrestrials contacting us was going to be through information and a message rather than actually turning up. Mm. So that's where the kind of the genesis... Makes sense. Uh, yeah, it does make sense. Um, we start out um, in space and there's some credits and, and it looks really cheap. Um, and it says, for some reason, cast in alphabetical order. And I don't know why it says that. But it's, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. It clearly wants you to know that they've put this cast in alphabetical order. What's also weird about that, though, is that the order it comes up in, like Kingsley first... And I think it's Madison. So that is the order that you would do it if you weren't in alphabetical order, isn't it? It's... Yes. Yeah. And also, as a modern viewer of this film, what you suddenly see is how the hell did they get this amazing cast? Yeah. Because we're talking. Were they amazing they... back then, though? Well, this. Well, here you go. You've just hit hit it's the nail Pete, on Pete the head. Madison, isn't it? Pete Madison. Well, the cast is Ben Kingsley, Michael Madison, Alfred Molino, Forrest Whitaker. Marge Hexenberg, who is big from CSI, basically. Helgenberger. Helgenberger, thank you. I can't say her name. Um, And then introducing (sighs) Natasha Henstrid. Hmm. uh, But also Michelle Williams in her first role. Hmm. Um, It's funny because, as Chris said, this cast wasn't big back then. Uh, The producer said most of the 35 million budget would be spent on effects. It's not a movie that calls for stars. We're going to try and put as much money as we can below the line and allow the effects and the creature to be the highlights of the film. Mm. So what happened? Well, it's insane. I guess these people... Well, yeah. Um, I guess these people just weren't famous. And well, now Ben they... Kingsley was, but it'll, it'll turn up for anything money. Ben Kingsley would, he would appear in my He chooses some yeah. major league shit, doesn't he? Oh, God. Does yeah. it just do anything? Yeah, yeah. I think what happened with Ben Kingsley, let's be honest here, he got his knighthood and then he just decided to do any film that they offered him. Did he as, have it at this say. point, though? Um, when did he get it? Uh, well, maybe... well, Gandhi's before this, isn't he? It's after Gandhi that like, he was sort of, you know, untouchable, wasn't it? He's when just... That... I don't know. Uh, he was good no, in the, the, the uh, Iron Man one I saw. The Iron Man thing. He was good in that. Yeah, he's good in that. Um, he's pretty... T- I mean... We have seen Ben Kingsley in a lot of the films on our list. 
and he's usually got an accent and he's usually pretty terrible his accent changes through this film his accent does change through this film yeah Um, is it dungeon siege he's in he's one of the Uwe Boll ones isn't he oh I don't know I mean I guess Forrest Whitaker Alfred Molina weren't very big at this point no they're on the way up aren't they I mean we're not Madsen it's is it is this when was Reservoir Dogs is it 94 she's just done it so I suppose he's filming this what before that's come out hasn't he I suppose yeah so I mean he hadn't really yeah so we're talking a lot of people who now seem and also I mean I would Forrest Whitaker I think is a great actor I think Alfred Hmm. Molina's a really good actor as well that's great Alfred yep Michael Madsen's terrible, but that yep. doesn't matter. The woman of uh, CSI, who I can't say her name, she's all right. I mean, she, she's she does, okay. Yeah, she's yeah. okay. Um, anyway, as Chris said, we're not we're not here for the people, really. Well, they would do. We're here, we're, we're here for the. We're effects. not here for the science. We're here for the science. And we're here for the effects. <laughs> um, and we're we're here for Sill, designed by H. R. Geiger, which is. I mean, it's really the biggest deal in this film, isn't it? That they've got a Geiger. Conceptually, monster. this film is actually a really good idea, right? Well, I Hence, think so, Chris. Like under the skin, yeah. is like the yeah the art house yeah. version of this film is actually a fantastic idea. Uh, you know what, Chris? I'm going to say it now. I'm, I'm very pro-species. I'm there's very... actually a, sh- there's a shot in this where is it when Madison has a dream or she dreams of him and it looks just like under the skin. He walks into like a black room, mm. doesn't he, through an open door, yes. just like under the skin. Mm. Yeah, it did. And, you yeah, know, they weird. have tried in this film, like that whole, like the train made of skulls and stuff. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, they have tried to make like make it memorable in certain ways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame though that all the characters, even though they're supposed to be scientists in different fields, like you, what you do with these sort of alien invasion films, you go and get the best scientists in all the different fields. They're all like a very generic nineties, like used car salesman type person. <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I I'm going to say it now. I I blink in love. This team. The team that are assembled to take down Sill, I would like another film with these set of people in it. Do I loved them? I thought they were great. Okay. Well, no, you won't. I'm gonna wait. Wait. The team's the worst bit of the film. Oh, I love them. Anyway, we don't start there. We start with a very young Michelle Williams. Uh, She's in a glass box in a lab, and she's about to be killed with some cyanide. Don't you like, right, how normally in these films, when the government does something like bad, like gas a small child, mm. they invent they invent a new, like, regime to do it. Yeah. In this, it's just SETI. It's just yeah. the people, the good folks at SETI. Yeah, folks at SETI, they've done a... They've done a, they've done a uh, I don't think they put experiment. it... I don't it's think they've wrong. said that SETI are the ones who are killing the kids, right? SETI are the ones so. who found they the got... signal. Well, well, is it implied that they're all in the same system, though? That, that like... Kings is in charge of the whole, all the way through. They don't say it's not. I don't think they're saying Seti are the evil ones, right? Seti are just the. Oh, I thought they were. If I was Seti, I'd sue the shit out of these people if that was the case. Well, the Wikipedia just says a government team led by Xavier Fitch, Mm. so that's not not Seti, is it? No, exactly. (laughs) Seti aren't a government team. Seti is just a charity. Oh, that's true. Yeah. 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 Anyway, Michelle Williams is going to be gassed. We don't know who she is or what's going on, but she smashes out of her glass cage. She runs oh. away. And I mean... Makes no sense. What, that, she, that she would run away or... She's well, an alien. She gets out of that box. Well, she's an alien, though. Yeah, she's an alien. The box is specifically designed to keep her in. She's evolving in ways they don't understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... <laughs> 
in these in this kind of a film, so basically she escapes and they raise the alarm. Now I thought response wise, this response to what has happened was a reasonably decent response. You've got dogs, you've got men, you've got helicopters, mm. you've got like some four by fours. Mm. I mean they were taking it seriously, weren't mm. they? They're on it, yeah. Yeah, they're on it. So good for them. Um, unfortunately, she gets on a train um, <laughs> and smashes a man in half. Um, That's a bit much, that was. I had to yeah. rewind it and just see exactly how he got killed there because I was like... Yeah. It was pretty nuts effect. He just looks... He's just like bent over, isn't he? It's yeah. pretty horrible. Um, and uh, at this moment, we have the first of these uh, weird, as Chris said, weird bone train kind of nightmare sequences uh, that uh, pop up quite a few times in the film. Now, mm. MGM opted not to shoot these. H.R. Geiger didn't like that, and he spent $100,000 of his own money to finance these sequences. Because, oh, wow. he, yeah, he thought they were pretty important. Isn't the original stuff, though, effects the, only... alien, the alien-like uh, tentacle stuff, though, yep. not the bone train? Uh, no, just any of that fantasy bit. Only of that bit where she's imagining where the big weird yeah, tentacles and the See, I think and... it's that's really important to the film because... It yeah. makes it that she actually isn't the antagonist. It's like what's inside of her. What's in her, yeah. Exactly. Geiger knows what he's talking about. Yeah. Mm. The original effects-only version of the Seals Nightmare scene where she dreams of herself in her alien form mating with an, a male alien was 20 minutes long, much more detailed <laughs> and graphic. Imagine Geiger just shooting that going, yeah. Closer. <laughs> Harder. Yeah. On his little bone throne. More water. Yeah. He was he was happy with it anyway. He was um, in that documentary and they get to go to his house and stuff and he, he absolute fucking nuthead, isn't he? Bonkers <laughs> that bloke. He like lived in like side like like Castle Grayskull. It was bonkers. <laughs> Good documentary though. Mm. He t- he talks all funny as well, doesn't he? he talks like this. Oh, I can imagine. When he was that. designing the alien. <laughs> I'm more boobs. Heard. I said more boobs. <laughs> 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 Um, so what we have here is Michelle Williams is on the run. She jumps from one train to <laughs> another train, possibly the nicest train I've ever seen in my life, this next train, isn't it? I mean, Well, that's, that's pretty standard, train. actually, if you get a cross-country train in mm. the north the of America. Beautiful. It's got like an upstairs Yeah, the observation. Dome. Yeah. Mm. You get, it's oh, very expensive, lovely. though. Yeah, mm. really nice. And she steals a man's bag, and she has this weird mini TV Thing? Yeah, I want to ask about that. What is that? Because it looked too small to have a VHS inside. It, it looked very chunky, didn't it? They used like, to make um, mini DVD players. Maybe it was that. Was it that? It's 95, it was though, a TV. It's it's amazing. A... Yeah, I mean, it was amazing. No, I wouldn't have you about thing. that. I didn't know what this was. I was just like, where's it this come from? It could have been some amazing TV. It's just because it's like a little DVD player. It's only like yeah, a like, laptop size. And it's got like a little PlayStation like control on it, like a you know, yeah. like the buttons on it. Yeah. See, normally they'd be trying to sell us. it, wouldn't you? But in, in a film like this, but it was probably like too advanced to even sell. It's got a little an- antenna on it, but they needed it for the like the plot of the film. Well, it's just to watch a bit of telly, I guess. But yeah. I don't know why. Really, and also, like you'd be able to tune it in on a fucking train. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like, what was that film we watched where they had a camcorder and it was completely the wrong future technology for when it was released? 
Yeah. And they just use the top of the line one. Maybe it's the same in this. They just use some top of the line prototype. Mm. This is a consumer thing, though, I think. You can see the battery pack on the back of it and the headphone jack and all the different things for it. Mm. I don't know what it is. It's like a talk boy. It was pretty nice. I it's mean, a nice bit of kick. Yeah. It's not, I mean, it's not la- as good as a Bose, a Wood Bose Hi-Fi, but it's... it's I was nice going to say, enough. last week we got sidetracked <laughs> by some stereo equipment. This week we're very sidetracked by this mini TV. But anyway... It must be online what it is. I'm, I'm going to find out. Don't um, worry, leave with me. I'm on it. So she's on a train. She's... We don't know what's going on. Kingsley's quite a few steps behind. He's found the mucked-up hobo in half. Uh, mm. he, he, needs, he needs to track her down, basically. He needs a team of people to track her down. And then we cut to Michael Madsen getting his cat looked after with the next door neighbour. <laughs> it's so strange, <laughs> isn't it? He asked her to look after his cat. We never go back to the cat. We don't know how the cat got on. I mean, it's an extremely odd cut, isn't it? It is. It is. Um, yes. Are they trying to make cut- a link, I guess, between the cat and her? Are they? <laughs> I-, I just thought it was just a bit like... Michael Madsen's a weirdo. What can we do to make him look like a more of a weirdo? Like it's just very odd. Um, We also cut to Forrest Whitaker in his therapy, acting very odd, uh, going on about how uh, he really feels things. We'll get back to Forrest Whitaker's uh, superpowers. Um, (laughs) um, And And you're and you're saying. Every bit of this team is is good. I bloody love this team character. so much. Okay, right. Okay. I love them. I just love them. I don't know why. I just love them. Uh, we get some more weird Geiger um, Geiger visions, um, and I will add here that Geiger says what attracted him to the opportunity of designing Sill was uh, I can't do the voice, but a monster in another way, an aesthetic warrior, also sensual and deadly, like the women look in my paintings. Yeah, I mean, essentially, he's just a big pervert, isn't he? Yeah, he's a big. Like all, all, all his drawings are like either cocks, yeah, cock, cocks, boobs, or things ejaculating. Yeah, yeah. You can imagine just... like a TV sketch where they bring him in for like a meeting for the film, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, this is what we've got. Oh, it's just cocks. Yeah. It's just cocks again." <laughs> and then it's like a ne- the next film he comes in, and it's like Love Actually or something, and he's doing the design of the set. It's just yeah. cocks. Well, like I sent around before this, and I'll put in the show notes, uh, he was asked to de- design a Batmobile for Batman Forever, and it, it looks like, like a vagina and a squid, doesn't it, basically? <laughs> With guns on the wheels. It's it's nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so we've been ripping along in this film, and we haven't really known what was going on. But finally, we get a briefing scene. Uh, so we've got everyone together. Uh, and as uh, as Chris said, they're they're a team of experts. We've got Alfred Molino. Uh, is the uh, he is a cultural behaviorist, uh, expert in cross cultural behavior. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura Baker's a molecular biologist. That's the uh, CSI woman. Uh, Michael Madsen says, "If I'm here, I think the shit has definitely hit the fan." <laughs> so he's basically a sass. Sass talking assassin, I guess. He's too sassy though. Every line. Oh no, sass. he's awful. I didn't. I mean, he has his, to be there in his loose nineties gear. Yeah, I mean, as I say, I love this team, and I see his function within this team, but he's the worst member. He is. Um, and then we've got Forrest Whitaker, who is a how he describes it is. Uh, he feels things very deeply. It's a savant of some description, right? Really. He says, sometimes I get shown horrible things people have done and I try to tell them why they did it. So he's kind of an empath. Um, 
okay, off and he says he's empathic, but then he like backtracks a little bit and just says he's like really he feels deeply. Mm. It's, but do you remember that around this time there was that thing of like, especially in America, they would get these sort of people in, wouldn't they, to like go to crime scenes and mm. try and get yeah, yeah. hear the spirits of the dead, that kind yeah. of thing, isn't it? So, so let's 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 deal with this now. Yeah. If we go forwards in this film a long way, we repetitively yeah. get scenes where the the team walk into a room, people make very accurate, interesting scientific, uh, uh, you know, statements. Yeah. Michael Madsen says some sass and Forrest Whitaker goes, oh, I think something bad happened in here and yeah, it's blood yeah. all over the walls. <laughs> or yeah, um, yeah. when the man was been attacked later on, he says, oh, I think I think she was angry with the man. So you're saying he's a hack? Well, what do you think? Because I, I don't know if there's any You know what? If I remade me. this, I would have like a, like a fake psychic guy, like a Clinton yeah. Baptiste type character yeah. who's there like, I'm getting the word. The spirits, they're very strong. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then it's like, and then he'd be the comic relief. But he's kind of. Uh, yeah, I think you've got a point, Alex. So he is that, isn't he? I think you're right. Of, like, because Michael Madsen <laughs> very obviously doesn't believe in him at all, does he? No. But but he doesn't ever. Does he. Is there a moment. I was really trying to look for a moment in this film where he gets something right. I mean, he doesn't. It's all kind of circumstantial, isn't it? The thing that I didn't get was. Even if he was up to grade and doing what you've asked him to do, yeah. why? What? How does that help you? <laughs> no, no, he's not. He tells really... you someone died here. Well, well he kind of like, sussed it, right. and he come. He was useful at the very last situation, wasn't he? He seems to know which direction she's gone in in the, <laughs> in the tunnels at the end. Yes, his okay, powers yeah. seem to kick in at that point, but nowhere else. I mean, everywhere else. If if one of us three was in that situation, I think we probably could come to the conclusions. <laughs> yes. I mean, I love him; he's a great character, but he's he's kind of ridiculous. Mm. Um, um, but anyway, we get the explanation from Ben Kingsley of what has happened. So, in 1974, Seti sent out a message. In January 1993, they got two messages back from an alien unknown source. One was a clean, a clean uh, burning fuel that could give us infinite energy. Okay. Mm. The second... Just use new... that. We'll just use that one. <laughs> well, do, you, do they mention that, that they are using that at any point? They don't, do they? No one talks That's about weird, this ever again. No, the oil, the oil companies killed that one. Yeah. But they go, uh, oh, we'll do the sexy girl one, though. Well, the thing is, the second <laughs> message was a new sequence of DNA with technical information on how to combine it with our DNA. And they say, because of the first message, they believed that the aliens were friendly. Yeah. So the theory is here, because they've sent us this fuel, they can't mean anything bad. Now, would you guys believe that? Because I wouldn't believe that. I think it's a good little... I mean, it's quite a nice thing to say, isn't it? It's a good story. I like it. It's a good idea, and it's a good story, but if if you'd got both those messages, off Mm. the back of the first message, would you just go, you know what, let's combine this DNA with something and see what happens? I suppose it's a big leap, isn't it? I think you would, though, yeah. I'd be doing it. Yeah. And also, wouldn't you be making this fuel, rolling it out across the world, saving the planet, and no. then maybe think about the, 90s, the DNA? Mate. Not in the 90s. Not in the 90s. <laughs> Not going to happen. No. Big oil. Big oil. Um, I've got a date for you on the uh, on the Walkman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think it's a Sony uh, GV300E video Walkman. How? Let me uh, drop it in. Can I put it in here? Have you got that message come through? Can you click oh, that? Oh, yeah, I've oh, got it, yeah. I see it. 
It's nice, nice unit. I think it's a. Oh. I think it's mini DV. Exactly that model. Oh, I think it is that. Yeah, that it's does similar because like it's got it. the air on the back, hasn't it? Like is it that. Using mini oh, DV. That's beautiful. Oh, video eight. Yeah, mm. video eight. The, the difference is though, her one's got no tape slot on the top. It's got like a oh, um, right. like a control panel. I wonder if that's they put that onto the film, haven't they? I think. I think that's the model. They've just put a <clears> different yeah, blade yeah, just like on top of it. Look better. They've yeah. sci-fied it. Yeah, it's a funny thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it looked really cool. I mean, it looked cool, cool even now. I was like, "Wow, that's an impressive bit of kit." Um, <laughs> it's, it's it's obviously crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not an impressive bit of kit <laughs> yeah. because it like it wouldn't even get any. It wouldn't be digital, would it? It wouldn't get anything on it now. No, would it work? No, it'd be literally just a brick. Um, anyway, regardless of whether what we would have done with these messages, uh, Ben Kingsley decided to combine that DNA with ours, and they grew a bunch of ovums, and they kept a few back for some Would reason. Would you do that, though? Um, and uh, anyway, they got Sill, which is what they mm. call uh, Michelle Williams, now transformed on the train into a very naked, uh, very slimy... I like the bit um, where she comes out the cocoon. That's yes. Good. Yeah. It was filmed upside down, that bit. What? It was filmed... up. They did it upside down, so she dropped out. So she didn't... Drop out of it. She kind of propelled out of it. Mm, okay. Because she drops down from it, doesn't she? Yeah, but it looks real. It looks yeah. Physics of it think, look good. I think they just shot her through it. So mm. she just so when they turned it around, it. She just, I mean, she it should have had the combined DNA of the the woman who checked the tickets who came in as well. You know, it like went on her face. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it'd be good if she just had an obsession with, with tickets. Yeah, like, like, like she's always had like a little bit of like tickets all the way through. Sassy it. black woman DNA in there as well. Yeah. Going, no ticket. There's, there's too much <laughs> or she just, already or she just took film. the hat and she just wore the tickets. Yeah, yeah. She's throwing people out the windows. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she is actually wearing the uniform at the end, so it's kind of like that no, bit of DNA did go into her. Did go there? Yeah. 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 Yeah, it doesn't fit. She managed to find a perfectly tailored uniform to like a supermodel standard <laughs> in the whole train though. That's that that's she's also an you, expert in tailoring. You know when they're explaining like all about what's going on, what you just said about all the all yeah. the stuff, and they show the picture of that guy who's been like snapped in half. Yeah. And he's like frozen on his face. He looks, you know, absolutely just fucked up, destroyed. <laughs> and everyone just like very casually just looking at it. I'd be like, count me out, I'm not yeah. getting involved with this. <laughs> no, this they're, is they're... way beyond my pay grade. Yeah, this guy's snapped in two. Like this is not <laughs> not worth the effort. Yeah, no, no, no. It's yeah, they seem to be okay with it, the team. Um and they're ready to uh They've kind of concluded that the last stop on the train is LA, so that's where mm. she is. Um, so they head off to he LA. Said, ben Kingsley says, in in no uncertain terms, that's where the battle will happen. They are. It's very, well, uh, well, at this point, which would have been my opening speech, Alfred Molino makes a very strange speech about LA, doesn't he? Do you remember this speech? About like how it's all, it's got the weird sort of life that could hide a killer away. Yeah, he says, yeah. of course, Los Angeles is perfect for her. It's a city of the future. Anything goes. Totally mobile population. And everyone's a stranger. Very little in this town is taboo or unacceptable. Wherever she does, no one is... Wherever she goes, whatever she does, no one's going to notice. It's a very... I mean, it's fair, I suppose, isn't it? Well, all she does is wear a wedding dress around town. I mean, mm. and ask for sex a lot. I mean, it's mm. not... She doesn't do anything That's pretty that standard odd. in LA if you... I was going to ask you, Chris. You've spent most time in LA. Is it? Did, did you wear a wedding dress and ask for sex? Is that something you've done in LA? No, but I've seen it done. Obviously. Is it <laughs> right? Yeah. Is it? Is it a mobile population? Is anything acceptable? There's a lot of mobile populations in LA. 
Yeah. Um, is there no yeah. nothing is taboo in LA? Okay. So she went What's to... Alfred Molina's job again? What's uh, he <laughs> Alfred Molina? Alfred Molina is a comparative anthro botanist or something. Anthro. It's a no. It's a cross. Oh god, I can't find cross cultural. Oh no, cross cultural species something. Oh god, I can't find it. It doesn't matter because he says it later. I'm gonna find it. Okay, sorry. I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna find it. I've got it written down. I've got it written down. Anthropologist is a comparative anthropologist. We can edit this boring me boringly. While you're doing this, I've got a picture. Cultural, uh, yes, he's a cross. He's an expert in cross cultural behaviour. So that's what he knows about. Yeah. It's what he knows about. He knows everything. Uh, and they're in LA, and they're kind of a few steps behind where she is. Mm. Now, I I do think in this film that they, how they kind of move around, how they work out where she is, how they track her, the kind of conclusions they make, it's not that ridiculous, is it? They're a few steps behind, but they don't make any ridiculous conclusions at this point, do they? No, no. I mean, I think they're quite not realistic. They're pretty on a tail, I think. I think they're making some pretty big leaps of the imagination and managing to stay just on a tail. Yeah, and and, and intelligent leaps as well. Yeah, I mean, they Mm. should also have like a SEAL team with them as well. Yes, they they do seem to just be wandering in. All they've got is Madsen's pistol. Like, I mean that's a bit silly, yeah, but yeah, <laughs> but um, I mean they, but he's insanely like supposed to be like amazing, isn't he, and stuff. So, you know, what's his job? Oh, bounty hunter. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Bounty Hunter. I think he is because it doesn't force to say like you you hunt people, don't you? Something <clears throat> like that to him. That'd yeah. be great. Rewrite. So we're remaking this with Doctor Bounty Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> and like a fake psychic healer. Yeah, there you go. You got your yeah. Um, <laughs> is it is also the weird? Uh, what I found in this film was there seemed to be a weird message, which was don't be nice to people, especially if you live in LA, because there are quite a few characters that are nice to Natasha Henstrid during this, like the motel owner and just mm. the random wedding shop woman and stuff like that, and. I don't know. The film seemed to be saying maybe don't be nice to her or don't be. Isn't nice Isn't it to more strangers. like don't trust sexual women? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, women it's in charge. Probably char- the first char- film to say that, trust. saying don't trust beautiful people. It did. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it felt like that, didn't it? You you, you could see that message kind of coming out, mm. didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, another another uh, thing that this has got in common with time after time is we get to visit an absolutely terrible club. Uh, this About is a, eight times? Yeah, this is a terrible 90s club. Uh, where just keep going back to. Yeah, there's an in, there's a brilliant cut that goes between uh, Natasha Henstrid follows someone into the toilets and rips her spine out, and then we cut to a man playing the bongos going, Yeah! That man loves it. <laughs> it's just like screaming. Every time they go back, he's more and more enthusiastic to the point he looks like he's about to just explode, doesn't he? He's so into <laughs> yeah. those bongos. I mean, I don't really see the point of a bongo player in a kind of acid 90s dance club. I liked. I, I loved though this when when uh, species Sill gets you know works out what sexuality is and just literally just takes the top off, and walks around in a bra, and like it's such like a a good encapsulation of like what that kind of scene is of like let's skip all this foreplay, fuck it, I'm gonna take my top off and wander around, yeah. and in two seconds she's got a bloke to go home with her. Yeah, yeah. And she also says because someone said are you foreign when they ask where she's from, she just says oh I'm foreign basically, doesn't she? Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, she manages to pull a guy uh, in the uh, in the club. Mm. Uh, goes back to his house, kisses him, and then we get the first very alien scene in that her tongue goes out the back of his head. Um, yeah, but crucially, first of all, she turns him down, doesn't she? And then he tries to rape yeah. her. So he's done a bad thing again. Like it, she's she's not all bad, is she? Really? No. And as Chris said, and I mean, as I've got a thing in this that, the, that I think the guy that wrote it wanted to explore a bit more her kind of her identity crisis and her kind of her not knowing who she was and her fight between her biology, the DNA of the alien, and the. I human saw this stuff as and, like she's going through extreme puberty, like in a quick way yeah. as well, right? Yeah, 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 like Spock yeah. in uh, in mm. Search for Spock. <laughs> I don't remember him ever uh, pulling the spine. Actually, out, though, Pung Far is actually similar sort of vibes to this. It's quite violent. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, that kiss, the uh, the dead, the kiss where she janks the you know smashes the back of his head out. Uh, it won the nineteen ninety six MTV Movie Award for best kiss. Uh, <laughs> that's and, good. Uh, the, the two uh, Natasha Henstrud and the guy Anthony Guidera went on stage, kissed again, and he basically, he said he, he basically like touched the back of his head and went, oh, I'm all right, like that. Um, It'd have been funny if she'd actually just <laughs> killed him on stage. Do you know who presented their award? Geiger. Gene Simmons. Oh, right. Because he's got a really big tongue. He's got a big tongue, yeah. <laughs> God, so, they yeah, were the really game. like scraping the barrel for ideas then, weren't they? Yeah, Jeez. yeah, they were, yeah. Um, we get some good stuff for the team. I've written nailing it team. I've written that down uh, because they basically <laughs> you go really, to- really love this team. Oh, don't I you? just love them. <laughs> they go to that guy's house. They see she's killed him. And then they really quickly work out that he must be, there must be something genetically wrong with him because she needs to make some and like, big leaps there. No, but they, they're all really clever. Like they're just like, Oh, I think this. And like, Oh, it's probably this. And I love that you're, and then, you've, like, you're grading them throughout. Nailing it, team. You've got it. Send I love it. And Alex report card. Madsen's all just like, Oh, he's a doper. Yeah, all right, Madsen. And then they're like, Oh, no, he's diabetic. And they're like, Oh, yeah, amazing. You know, like. Does, doesn't he say that after they find the diet? He brings in the diabetic thing, doesn't he? And goes, He's a doper. He's an idiot. Madsen's not. So he brings in the it. needle. Yeah. And then she goes and finds the insulin. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. Yeah. Uh, and they find some menstrual blood. So basically they work out it's all about reproduction at this it's point. It's not menstrual blood, though. They think it could be. Oh, okay. They think it could be. But they, they that, is, that is a leap, though. That is a leap. Yeah, that is a leap. But they're, they... I mean, they've got... They think she must be about 20 or 23. Her biological clock is in hyperdrive, they say. But if she has an offspring, then basically they're kind of saying... Uh, you see, when a predatory species is introduced into a closed ecological system, the extinction of the weaker species is inevitable. Mm. I'd just like to go back to this blood, please. Okay. Because that's for me, is one reason why I think this film's very good, because it's like the team already know the end of the film mm. and are working backwards to find things yeah, that match. Yeah, yeah. Because nah. you've got a guy with his head smashed out. No wonder there's fucking blood in the room. It doesn't mean it's menstrual blood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <You> they... <laughs> no, I think... They'd see two drops of blood and they go going, period. Okay, (laughs) all I'm saying is... I'd be saying, you've got a problem. If you think that's a period, get off the team. There's something wrong with you. (laughs) Someone's clearly had a period here, boss. (laughs) Film-wise, if you compare these guys to the guys out of the core, who were all supposed to be experts in their field... This is very similar to the core in their ineptitude. Well, yeah. No, I think these guys are nailing it. These guys know what they're talking Alex, about. That is like the lowest of low bars, though, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Saying yeah. they're good compared to the core. Like, what? 
But I mean, I can think of other films we've seen that have a team like this, and they're just not as clever as these people. They're not experts like these people are experts. I, I would, if you could think of one by the end of this podcast, that would be great. Oh, God. Um, well, like something like Armageddon, or um, they're really they're good in Armageddon. Really they drill, they drill holes, and that's a good team. Jurassic Park. They actually seem like doctors and professors in Jurassic Park. They make yeah. some stupid mistakes, though. Not like these guys. I don't think they do. <laughs> Again, no just... one walks into a room after a dinosaur attack and goes, that dinosaur's got its period. No, yeah, no, no. yeah. <laughs> some I mean, I, some like woman's say, had just, a period here. I'm over-enthusiastic <laughs> about this, this Ben Kingsley's team here, I have to say. Uh, we're on to uh, part seven, which I've called Hot Tub Sex Machine. Uh, just wanted to put that in there. Uh, so, Sil meets another guy. They go back to his house. Um, and uh, he, she basically gets him in a hot tub to have sex. Now, I don't know if you know much about hot tubs, guys, but that is not the best place to have sex because it's going to do pretty much. It's going to do a lot of damage to your uh, to your sperm. Not that hot. Well, I just it's not wise. Hot tubs are not good for that kind of thing. Yeah, didn't think yeah. about. Yeah, she should have known that. Yeah, she should have known that. I mean, oh, for, to actually try and have a baby. You mean, yeah, right, she okay. wants to have a baby. She gets him in the hot tub. Mm. It's not a good idea, especially you know if she's menstruating. Right? Yeah, especially when she's menstruating, exactly. Uh, yes, this guy. He's meant to be like a, a good guy, isn't he? Like a really good guy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Again, they're pretty creepy that, that you know, I know he's like all like, oh, you're kind of a bit strong, but it's all a bit creepy, isn't it? I don't think this guy is that good, really. No, but no one in LA, they seem to be implying that no one in LA is that nice. Oh, right, no, yeah. none of the men yeah. are really, are they? I don't think he's creepy. I just think he's just classic 90s, like that character. Yeah. That's just what it was. He does it's only un- freak out when she says, don't go, I want a baby. That's when yeah. he freaks out. And it almost is just like a comedy, like, like ah, when he's just trying to pull his pants down. <laughs> yeah. like, it's almost like the room. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, what was he think What was he think was going to happen? Get into a pool with a naked woman wearing a pair of pants. What was he expect was going to happen? No, it's a bit weird, isn't it? He can just yeah. hold hands. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, and then he's like, oh, slow down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, You're right, mate. Yeah. <laughs> I think, as you say, there's kind of a weird uh, anti... It's kind of a bit anti-female, a bit anti-motherhood. and Yeah, it's a bit of a... It's just it, basic, it's the idea basic that, like, 90s a, bullshit. Yeah. yeah, 90s bullshit. A woman who is like openly sexual, in charge of sexuality, is something to be feared. That's what yes. it's saying. It's yeah. nonsense. Especially if she wants a baby. Um, yeah. Anyway, still kills this guy, but uh, Madsen and, uh, and uh, CSI woman get there, and there's this... As we said, and my opening quote, my favourite bit of the whole film, they're very, it's very tense. They're in the garden. They're looking for Syl. We can see she's gone full alien. You can see her eye through some little thing. Mm. They're wandering around. Madsen's wandering around one bit. CSI woman's wandering around another bit. We cut to a, the woman from CSI is under a tree. We cut to that tree. We see a squirrel. The squirrel then, for no apparent reason, <laughs> jumps onto the woman and attacks mm. her. She goes mental, throws it off. He says, what happened? And she says, squirrel, fucking squirrel. And it's just a... Why is it a squirrel? I don't know about you either. I've never seen a squirrel fucking around at night. No. No. Is the implication that, like, this squirrel's got attacked by species? I think they just needed a jump scare. They They just needed a a jump scare. It'd be the cat in Alien, isn't it? Well, yeah. Uh, I, I looked into squirrel, squirrel. attacks um, 
there is uh, mirror.co.uk has a top 10 uh, squirrel attacks. Okay. Um, it's got some pretty mucked up stuff okay, in it. Okay, 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 yeah. Are you ready? Gets, this gets a bit dark, but... Hang on, before we go any further, Alex, didn't you a long time ago on one of these shows tell us about a squirrel holding somebody up for a cigarette in a park? <laughs> well, one of, maybe, one of these stories, I didn't put it in, but there was a squirrel in, I think it was in LA, that terrorised the park for, like, quite a long time. Cracks, and they had to, like... Crack squirrels. Yeah, he cigarettes, didn't he? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I think. Yeah. I, oh, that does it. Yeah, uh, a pine cone shortage in the Russian town of Lazo. <laughs> yeah, you, you're laughing now. It resulted in hungry so- squirrels biting a stray dog to death in 2005. <laughs> Can I just say that? Perhaps if we are coming back to Killer Squirrels for the second time, we've maybe been doing this podcast for too long. This is the second time we've gone to Killer Squirrels. Perhaps we have, but it's a great subject. It's um, true. True. Uh, here's another one in September 2005 uh, a Salisbury teenager was pounced on by a demented squirrel as she bent over to pick up a bag she dropped the animal bit her left forefinger and refused to let go despite frantic efforts by the teenager her mother Alana Cooper said Lorna swung the squirrel around to try and get it off but it had a firm lock on her finger and just wouldn't let go it took four other girls and a woman to wrestle the squirrel off the girl before it gave up and escaped up a tree Uh, And my last one, which is my favourite. The world premiere of a Finnish opera was thrown into disarray by a suicide squirrel in August 2006. (laughs) Finnish opera singer Esther Rutener was on his way to rehearsals for the show when the kamikaze squirrel lunged straight into the spokes of his bicycle, causing him to fall on his bike and break his nose. The concussed tenor was rushed to hospital, though managed to recover in time for the premiere. The squirrel was killed instantly. Oh. Uh, it was a suicide. Were any of these attacks nocturnal, though? This is my question because I yeah. don't think they were. No, I don't think that this squirrel uh, scene is. I mean, I don't know what they were thinking with this. It's absolutely ridiculous. I love it, but it's it's so stupid. Um, we also in this scene get the great line where uh, someone says, "Perhaps we should check the body for any sign that they had sex." Mm. And Ben Kingsley's face is just really... He just looks so upset, like, <laughs> do I have to? Like, like, yeah. do we need to do this? Also, uh, one of the SEAL agents says, criminologist says there's no evidence of semen in the hot tub water. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, a funny line, isn't it? Madsen... <laughs> Imagine the agent going to the actor going, uh, your line's just come through. <laughs> <laughs> good news is you get a line bad yeah. news is it's, it's about semen in the hot tub um, in the commentary Michael Madsen says Sir Ben Kingsley was protective of his chair on set and didn't let anyone touch it so Michael Madsen would purposely do things to the chair like dump garbage on it or hang it from a crane I mean, he's a piece of shit, isn't he, Michael Madsen? I think, that's the, I think uh... Ben Kingsley's a piece of shit, though, don't you think? <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, without a doubt. Yeah, anyway. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> what happens next? Uh, the team... Uh, the so, team. The team. Oh, I've got, hang on, I've got a squirrel update for you. Oh, yeah? As I thought, Lucy, my wife, I yeah. knew she had a running with some squirrels, and I've asked what it was. Um, in Canhill Park in Birmingham, she got bullied out of, a, out of her cigarette by a gang of nicotine-addicted squirrels... Ah. She had to drop it and run away. They oh. chase after her. There you go. There you They're go. closer than you think, these squirrels are everywhere. The squirrels are everywhere. getting worse. Yeah. It's like Sorry. that brilliant, isn't it, Rick and Morty, where, they, where he listens to the squirrels? Yeah. And then, and then Rick's oh, like, yeah. oh, we have to go to a different universe, because if you fuck with the squirrels, that's it, we have to jump universes. Yeah. 
Um, so the team are doing really well, but this is where they go a bit wrong because Seal gets clever and she basically fakes them out, doesn't she, with a fake... She's learned how to drive, as we mentioned. And she's learned to mind control Ben Kingsley. She's just reading his lips. Oh, I thought she was telling him what to say. No, she's just reading his <laughs> lips. <laughs> Whoa, that's a step. No, she's just reading his lips. Oh, that makes I, more sense. Oh. She wouldn't have any worries if she could just make people no, do what no. she wanted. So they, Ben Kingsley's an idiot and thinks she's going to be back at the terrible 90s club. Um, and everyone else is just a bit like, no, I don't think she is. And he's like, no, she is, she is. Um, so then she just does this really stupid thing where she kind of, she fakes her own death, doesn't she? Um, it's a good plan, I think. Of... Pardon? Is it... Her plan is good. It's a good plan, I think, yeah. Yeah, it's a good plan. Um, Am I right? Did I miss something? Or, or did we just wake up with her next to a woman tied to the bed? Yeah. 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 You don't see a woman, do you, or anything like no, that? No, no. That woman, that poor woman, oh, finger yeah. taken off and then thrown down a hill and the car explodes. Like... Yeah. No, it's a pretty bad day for her. Yeah, this is yeah. It's not good. Um, but anyway... This happens, uh, Kingsley's fine because he's just like, yeah, it's all over, we've done it. Everyone else in the team is like, no, we haven't done it. Because <laughs> yeah. they're brilliant, because they know what they're talking about. Good work, team. So, we then come to uh, what I've called part nine. Two sex scenes you didn't want to see. <laughs> um, so the team go for a drink, uh, because, you know, they've done it. Um, Alfred Molina seems to really fancy the CSI woman. That seems to be a yeah. thing, yeah. But you know, but only all of a sudden, though. Yeah, I think he tries to like come on to her earlier on. But anyway, Ben Kingsley. Also, time. don't you think that uh, Frost Whitaker's not drinking for religious reasons, and that <laughs> and that Alfred Molina forced him to is <laughs> yeah. is a bit harsh. Yes. yes, it's a little bit. Yeah, it seems a bit of a again in the nineties you could do that. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't yeah. seem fair on him. So yeah, but, um, Forrest gets drunk. Uh, Michael Madsen and uh, CSI woman are getting on very, very well. Um, and I thought, I thought that shot of him. You know, she goes upstairs and he's got that awkward. He's left downstairs. And he's mm. like, oh, I should probably follow her. But yeah. that, that, I thought that was that's. I've seen that happen a lot. That's such a real life sort of moment, isn't it? Of like, oh, she's gone. <laughs> what do I do to finish my drink? Or do I follow her? Do I, do I wait five minutes? Do I wait ten minutes? Do I go now? That was so. Yeah, <laughs> it's because they're such a great team. You're such a great, yeah. great team there. Uh, yeah, so he follows her, and she's very happy about this. Uh, Alfred Molino goes and chats some women up, and it's just absolutely awful. Like, it's just so embarrassing. Um, so then, what you then have, and this is where the, I mean, this is the first very dumb thing that anyone in this film does. Michael Madsen and CSI Woman are having sex, including a very obvious blowjob bit. I mean, it's quite, it's not graphic, but like, you can it's pretty much see what's going on. It's ridiculous, though, isn't it? Pardon? It's just ridiculous. What, that they would... Yeah, it's, the film is kind of barreling out of control at this yeah. point. Um, so, uh, Alfred Molina goes in his room, and in his room is a woman who mm. just instantly takes her clothes yeah. off. So, imagine this, right? For the last few days, they've been chasing an attractive <laughs> woman, right? Who yeah. they know is a killer. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He goes to his room, and there's an attractive woman who turned from nowhere is there. Yeah. 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 You, the two things you know are she looks like a woman and <laughs> she trying to have sex wants with to have sex with you quite a lot. Yes, yeah, yeah. with a man. I yeah. mean, it is, like I say, this is the very, very first, very, very stupid thing anyone does. But as soon as the tits but come I mean, out, it's like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we I need to get care. to, I mean, the film has to finish. We have to go. This somewhere. is Alfred Melina thinking that, obviously. Yeah, um, they have sex and it's just horrible, 
to watch. Uh, it's not good. No. Alfred Bellino says, oh my dear, I enjoyed that immensely. <laughs> At the end. Um, it, uh, Alfred Bellino uh, recalled that Natasha Henshaw is nervous on the day of filming their sex scene since she'd never acted in one before. Molina lightened the mood by telling Henstridge that it was the first time for him too since his previous sex scene was with a man in Prick Up Your Ears in 1987. So Chris has walked off. You've offended him with that. I'm sorry. He's uh, actually left his his desk. Don't you think it's a bit of like... um, what, what they call like a monkey's paw thing, where it's like you wait the whole film for a Nat- <laughs> Natasha Henry's sex scene, and then it's on top of Alfred Molina with this gormless look on well, his face. Yeah, you wait the whole film for a sex scene, and what you get is Michael Madsen and the CSI woman having sex, yeah. which no one wants to see, and no, then no. and then these two having sex, yeah. which you don't I- want to see either. I mean, <laughs> oh, it's okay. It's it's terrible. Anyway, Forrest Whitaker works out it's all gone wrong. They burst in. She, he's all ripped up. It's, oh, because she basically says, oh, I can feel I'm having a baby. And he's yeah. all like, oh, darling, I don't think it's going to happen that quickly. Again, not working out who she is. Anyway, so Melina's dead. Seal's run off. She's pregnant. The chase is on. And we're into part 10. And I've just literally written, how can we make this film look more like Alien? Because <laughs> pretty much from here on, this film is terrible. I just didn't like this film after this. Mm. Um so I've got a quiz for you. Very short one. Mm-hmm. H.R. Geiger was unhappy with some elements he found to bear similarity with other movies, particularly Alien. At one point, he sent a fax to the producer finding five similarities between this and Alien. Can you okay. name the five similarities? Well, number one, he's fucking designed. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that if is that's it. one yeah. of them, that's a joke. Yes, that is, the, that is number one. Hang on, so he complained to the producer about his own design being in the film, which they commissioned to make. He complained that the film was too much like Alien, and he pointed out five things. One of them and what being was his own what thing they don't mention though is sat, is sat right next to the producer on set, but he still faxes. Uh, no, I think he was just doing it all remotely. Probably <laughs> he doesn't come out of that dungeon, that Castle Grayskull place. Doesn't no. leave that. Can you name the other four? Do you reckon? Um, the the short hair on the woman. Looking like Sigourney Weaver in Alien 3 a bit. No. Female no. lead. Strong female Ooh. lead. No, he didn't mention that, but that's number six. Well done, Chris. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you, there's a, the, the, her giving birth is a bit like the chest buster, which yeah. I can see. Her tongue going out the back of his head is that's a lot... Alien, yeah. Yeah. He wanted her to have a uh, barbed... Mouth. Ho- <laughs> he wanted he, he wanted her tongue to be composed of barbed hooks. Yeah. That's what uh, Geiger wanted. Uh, the use of flamethrowers, Geiger mm. was very upset yeah. with that. Ah, right. Um, and uh, what was the other one? I think it was yeah, him basically, him designing, uh, him designing it. So his, himself was one of the problems he had with the film. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, which is kind of odd. Um, he had a very different opinion of how this film should end. Uh, also, Kingsley's an orgy. Kingsley's car is called the Nostromo. They didn't mention that. Oh, is it? No, I just made that up. Oh, okay. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He said, okay, he said his suggestions for the ending was, this would have been amazing. Uh, Geiger had some other suggestions for the ending because he he suggested they're having her head blown off. That was one of his suggestions. His other suggestion was a much bigger, more action-packed ending in a drive-through theatre showing Ridley Scott's Alien. Yep. 
That's pretty good. I like that. <laughs> Would have been brilliant. The military uh, fought Seal with helicopters and Laura, CSI woman, eventually killed Seal by blowing her head off with a rocket launcher. After she gets killed, Seal's baby crawled out of her but also died either by explosion or by being beaten to death by one of the soldiers. Mm. So that was the original ending mm. that Guy got wanted. Someone should have screamed, get away from her, you sexy bitch. As well. <laughs> yeah. Um, any, I mean, this film here, I mean, I, you know, I am the, uh, I've been the champion of this film throughout, but even I was giving up on this film. So all that happens is um, we just wander around some, some tunnels, don't we? And the monster pops up. I mean, what do we think? It, it of, looks awful. What do we think of the monster? I always awful, used to just awful. turn off at this point because it was, it's just classic sort of in the shadows, jumpy shit. Now, now it's not, it's not got nothing to add really, has it? No. But they don't even keep the monster in the shadows enough though. You'd see far too mm. much of it. It just yeah. looks ridiculous. Like it looks like a kid's drawing of like a robot and just slathered in like muck. It looked, you know? I thought it looked like kind of the Metropolis robot and an alien. Yeah. And that was kind yeah, of all... slime on it. Yeah. yeah. And stupid nipples. It just looks Yeah. It, it's it's the worst of Geiger in a way, isn't it? Like it's too much of like, you know, it feels kind of dialed in. It feels like something key like It does. Yeah. It like does. Le- it's some leftover design or something. Um, well, it, no, it, it looks to me like um, it, the, <clears throat> there probably was a more exciting version of it, and then they had to make it into a suit somebody could wear, mm. and that's where you end up at, maybe. Well, you know. Seal's alien form had both full body anim- animatronics with replaceable arms, heads, and torso, and a bodysuit. Uh, uh, Richard Eldland's Boss Film Studios hired over fifty shots of um, hired over fifty shots of computer generated imagery, which includes one of the earliest forms of mo- motion capture effects using a two-foot-high electric puppet that had sensors translating its movements to a digital seal. Mm. It's quite... <sighs> the CG's awful, Where, the, it? where yeah. the kid is, like, morphing, I thought... That, that was quite troubling, I think. Like, yeah. it's quite... In- yeah, the little kid is... I don't mind the little kid. Mm. I mean, that's interesting, and that's a kind of good jump. But like you say, it's just a lot of boring jump scares. But then we start yeah, seeing the actual CG of a whole, when you see it, it's very, like, uh, lost in space. Terrible. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, Kingsley just dies really randomly. Mm. And then basically, yeah, Forrest, Forrest Whitaker's going to die. But then they save him and blow his head off. And then they just like walk out. They, they literally just like shoot them walking out like, oh, well, have a little chat, don't they? And walk off. And, and a rat w- runs off with a tail. Oh, yeah, you see that stupid rat with a tongue. Like, oh, oh a tongue, sorry. Yeah, yeah and, and that's it. So it's, it, it isn't explained about the rat, really, is it? It's not explained about the rat, and there's oh, there were three or four sequels. Three sequels, yeah. Yeah, and and although uh, Michael Madsen and mm. CSI one are in the next one, they don't come back to the rat at all. Mm. I don't. It think. should have been like a, a a huge sexy rat, shouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, trying to mate everyone. Yeah. Um, maybe. Yeah. Why are there like two aliens at the end? Because it's a baby. It's a baby. Yeah. There's. Oh, I see. Yeah. Yeah. I completely uh, didn't get that because it was like a jump cut. Yeah. It was, it's not clear. It just feels rushed and badly done and, yeah, no, um, yeah. Um, MGM partnered with Cyber Dreams to make a computer game based on this film. And while the company managed to release an HR Gaga screensaver featuring species images, the game <laughs> never got done because the company closed down. <laughs> Brilliant. I love the idea of them trying to make a game and the best, the nearest they got was a screensaver. <laughs> a screensaver. <laughs> Yeah, I think if they would have done the ending effects better, it would have improved the whole film. 
Like, do you think they're so bad? The v, the VFX at the end, like it should have been a little bit more like the thing, like, yeah, like using real practical stuff rather than yeah this terrible sort of CG thing. Well, but also just structurally, it's just a bit crap, isn't it? The idea yeah. of it them just following it down a cave and then mm. it just yeah. Like the, the whole baby thing feels like it needs to go somewhere more than just there's a baby, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's not explained what the know. rat is though, is it? It's just a rat, I think. I yeah. think it'd have been better if they burst in on Melina and her having sex. Mm. He'd mm. have his eyes closed. She'd turn full alien. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And like just before, well, you don't know what's happening. They shoot her off or something, kill her. Mm. And they're, they're like, oh, thank God, like, you didn't finish. Mm. And then, like, the baby, like, burst out of her stomach or something. And then mm. they had to fight that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's disgusting, but, like, at least that would have been a kind of... And then they a, just torched the whole, like, hotel. Hotel, yeah, just burnt yeah. the hotel down. Yeah. Mm. And then have a drink and celebrate what yeah. great team they are. I think they should have gone back to that club one more time. It should have ended with them just back there again. Just for all time. Well, as I say, what should have ended is that they all survived and they went on to solve other mysteries in perhaps a TV series or... Like a Scooby-Doo sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I loved it. I loved the team. I love them so much. Um, Mm. No, as Chris said, for a film that you're basically waiting... I mean, apart from the boobs, a lot of the audience were there to see a Geiger, HR Geiger design monster. It looks Mm. terrible. The The main concept of the film, I think, is a very strong idea. Yeah. But the effects don't deliver. The execution is not that good. <laughs> Considering, as I said in the start, they put the money of the budget into the effects. Mm. And they, they, yeah. but they didn't. I mean, it, uh, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so that mm. is uh, that species. Um, what overall did we think of species? Who wants to go first? Sam, what do you think of species? It's shit, Alex. It's, uh, it's all it's rubbish. Yeah, I don't I don't buy this crack team thing at all. Um, the, the aliens not very interesting. Yes, the initial idea of it being, you know, this DNA thing they've been told to build over is quite cool, but it's just rubbish. It just mm. it doesn't doesn't really go anywhere. It doesn't really. I don't like the character as much as you at all. No, no. Uh, that's and the enough. ends are awful, and the effects are terrible, and I, I yeah, I, I don't know what you're saying. It's yeah, out, out, out. It was, yeah. I thought it was awful, sorry. Chris? Yeah, I think it's pretty bad. Other than the main core story, yeah, like, as an idea, is good. Uh, that's why I love Under the Skin. This, mm. though, can go away. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I completely take all your criticisms on board. I just, I don't know what it was about. I just think because I really long account for Melina, I really like Forrest Whitaker. I just really got on board with the team. And yeah. I was, like I say, I was kind of... I really of... like pretty naked women. I like that. That's what I like about it. <laughs> that, you're in the right place. With, I like uh, menstruation, so it's... Uh... <laughs> something for everyone. I like talk of menstruation <laughs> yeah. in, a, in a screenplay. That's what I like. <laughs> Um, Alex, do you think that, you, that your uh, like of it is that you were surprised that there was this team element to it? Yeah, because yeah, no, no, it, it does. It, you don't think that's going to be the way the film's going to go, no. do you at all? So I, compl- what, yeah. I think it was. It was when I think about this film, I just think of her running around killing men and trying to have with sex Michael with Michael Madsen chasing her. Yeah, yeah. maybe just him. Yeah. yeah, and I've kind of completely forgotten this whole element. And mm. yeah, so I think I was expecting it to be terrible, and when it yeah. wasn't. When I was entertained by it, I was kind of like happy. I would have liked. Um, the, I would have liked the team a bit more, like Gary Boos's team in Predator Two. 
Oh, that's that is. They yeah. needed like some tech. They needed some. They, there's no backup to their actual scientific credentials no. at all. I was I was going to ask how much I love this team. I was going to like my one of my questions was going to be like, what is your ultimate like sci-fi? If you could take a, any any characters and build a team, but that's kind of a hard question. But now you said. Gary Boosie's character in Predator 2, he'd be on my team. He's, he's <laughs> yeah. so insane, isn't he? Yeah. He's great. Like, I'd also have a I'd, Jeff Goldblum from one of Jeff Goldblum's films. Obviously, you've got to have a Goldblum. Yeah. I'd want, I can't remember his name, but you know the company guy in Aliens who turns bad? The, the tall hair. Oh, yeah. Paul, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Paul Rice, is it? Like that? I can't remember what, just to ultimately betray you at the end? Yes, yes. You've got, you've got to have a betrayer, haven't you? But he'd be the guy, he's the one I'd want to betray me. He's the, I yeah. think I wouldn't mind Carl Reese. From Terminator, I think he could be a good leader. Mm, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just if you if you can have a hard nut, I think that's the way. Can to I have go. Scott Scotty? Can I have Scotty there? Yeah, yeah. You can have anyone. You can have Computer. anyone you want. Yeah. <laughs> what that? You can have that Scotty, old yeah. fat Scotty, inventor. Oh yeah, yeah. I want okay. voyage home Scotty, fish out of water Scotty. That's what I want. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah, you can have him. Um, yeah. I don't know who else we could have. It's a it's a good question, but yeah, it's a it's a lot of films. And no, I mean I enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I just enjoyed it because let's I stick like, this in the list. Come on, I like crap <laughs> films. And anyway, all right, yeah, Chris is begging for us to put it on the list. I mean, uh, uh, yeah, it's going to go low. I'm all right for it to go low, but how low will it go? Is it better than Howard the Duck? No, really. Oh, but that's got some really like. Well, actually, this has got some questions. I think it's stuff, one it? better than Howard the Duck. I think it's better than Universal Soldier. Yeah. Because yes. that was boring. Yes. Yeah, is it better than Equilibrium? I love all the gun. No, it's not. It's better. No, yeah, it's one it below Equilibrium. Not. Is it better than yeah. The Abyss? Mm, yes. Uh, yeah. The Abyss is boring. The Abyss is boring. Wow. Well, that's it then. We've done it. So one mm. above The Abyss, one below Equilibrium. Done. Done. I don't know what number that is. Sorry, what number is that? One hundred fifty-eight. One hundred fifty-eight. My uh, my my list is a little bit out of date. That's fine. Um, well, there you have it. One hundred fifty-eight uh, for the uh, wonderful team behind uh, Species. Uh, yeah, HR guy. Is there any other films he just designed the monster for? You feel like that would be a thing? Um, he did all that stuff for June, didn't he? That didn't happen. Well, that's a, that's an interesting story, but you can't do that on the podcast. Homemade films that we don't want to see. <laughs> no, no, you don't want to see. Do that. you think it was after this that people just went, "Nah, we're all right, Geiger. We yeah. don't need you." To no, he'd already like it's between Alien Two and Three, isn't it? When he um, he pissed everyone off, isn't it? Oh, it's yeah. such a distinctive look, though. You can it's like a whole one hit wonder, really, isn't it? You can't actually use it more than once. I think you're right, yeah. I've got his other credits here. Uh, he was the creative consultant and did set set design for Killer Condom, mm. <laughs> which is very on-brand, isn't it, for him, really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's really it, other than loads of alien stuff. Oh, Poltergeist 2, the other side. Mm, yeah, okay. I, I think Chris is right. You get one shot with Geiger, and he did it well, and well done, but there's not much more. Mm. Also, like, it's not... <laughs> With the greatest respect, you know people who like metal and like those sort of metal album covers, and yeah. they have like little like uh, onyx dragons and stuff the like that in the house. Yeah. It's that kind of shit, isn't it? And and you know if that's your kind of thing, more power to you. But I, it's too, yeah. it's too, it smells like like uh, like like cigarette smoke to me. I don't like it. No, it's and like it- a C C E X store. 
the smell yes. of the CX store. It is, it is. Yeah. And, it, and yeah. it has, as you, as Chris said, as you both said, there is always either going to be willies or boobs or vages or there's going to be something in there, isn't there? So... Actually, he designed the art for a game called Dark Seed on the Amiga, which was here. Now, that was a good game, but yes, oh, okay. same again, same thing. Cocks everywhere, cocks everywhere <laughs> in pixel form. Yeah, I mean, was... he designed a guitar, and it's just basically just like a big phallic guitar as well. It's all the same. <laughs> it's all. Thanks, but no thanks, Geiger is what we're saying. Thank you for Alien. No thanks yeah. for everything else you've done. Keep um, it in your sex dungeon, you yeah. creep. Uh, I believe we have some uh, communication, Sam. No, I still not got it. Sorry. Wait again. Yeah, we'll edit that. They've waited um, nine months. They can wait another week. It's fine. Well, more interesting then, what is next week? Because I don't think we decided. <laughs> oh, I know, I know what next week is. Uh, it's Chris hosting, so I hope he's all right with it. Next week is Cloverfield. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. I don't know what the link is, but that's Chris's job to work that out because it's his horror his hosting, so. kind of monsters, alien, language. alien, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice one. And then what's the week after that? Did we decide? Got an alien in it. Uh, <laughs> um, we do. We don't have to say it yet, but we we'll have. I think we have decided, but we'll, we'll say it after the next one. Okay, nice one. Keep me in suspense. Well, thank you for listening. Uh, this was us. Uh, listen to our other stuff. There's tons of episodes. I mean, if you don't like species you can listen to alien you can I was just to looking here like episode 130 which was thx oh yeah it's, it's like through idea. the roof on downloads what the hell's going on no we mentioned that on our interview yeah we've got yeah. i've got no idea it is insane i don't know what and it keeps keeps being downloaded to this day it's like a bot might be downloading it or something like is it George Lucas? George Lucas has got a butt yeah. just downloading it. I mean, what I think is that it's it's been linked. It's on a web page somewhere, isn't it? Someone's linked yes. it somewhere. Yeah, yeah, like a fan site to that film. Well, thank you. Yeah. And then Terminator's are. quite a lot as well. Downloads. Why, sorry? Terminator's got quite a lot of downloads as well. Yeah. Um, well, all these episodes are out there. Visit the website. Go to our... There's a, squir- uh, a squirrel episode somewhere back there. Squirrel that, episode. That is. I did that there. one. Um, the one about... Oh, God, there's a about quiz. Central Park, wasn't it, I think? Yeah, and there's also the quiz I did about deadly animals. And I can't remember that what that was on, uh, but yeah, that was maybe. a good quiz. That quiz is available for download on our Facebook. That's a great quiz uh, about animal attacks. That was a good fun. The one. sound is me just eating my dinner now because I'm that yeah. sick. That's right. We can stop. We can stop. I'm out. Uh, thank you. Like. everyone for listening and I'll say goodbye but it's goodbye from me uh, it's goodbye from Chris see ya and it's goodbye from Sam bye 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 bye